welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks out a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are starting a brand new franchise as one uh, Keith Swetland picked, the Cloverfield franchise, as we're starting it off with Cloverfield. I'm your host, Joseph Lesso. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. I don't have anything witty right now. I'm <laughs> I'm dumbstruck by us trying to fuck with Joe and I'm just plowing through it. Now I don't know what to do for my witty banter to start the show. Got it. As I plow through this guy's name. Yeah. As uh, one, uh, the man that picked this franchise, I will bro, just like the main character, Keith Swetland. Oh, the 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 vibes are strong. So right before record, I was watching, uh, oh, fuck. What's the Young Sheldon show? Why? No, the original. No, the the show that is the Big Big Bang Bang Theory. Theory? Yeah, I was watching Big Bang Theory. Again, why? antenna tv and then um so that and joe's wearing a really weird white t-shirt right now and then just that combination just made made us uh get a little silly start a record here i like it all i think joe should have like a bottle of whiskey in his hand just screaming at us that he could have done something with his life if it wasn't for us yeah we ruined his dirt bike career (laughs) i had it Damn X Games. Uh, Cloverfield came out January 18th, 2008. It says it's a runtime of one hour, 25 minutes, but really it's a one hour and 15 minute movie. A tight, uh, you know, 85. Well, what's funny is I would still probably cut like five, 10 minutes out of the movie. <laughs> oh, I could have. Uh, this is PG 13, directed by one Matt Reeves. Uh, he directed uh, 2010's Let Me In. The Dawn and the War of the Planet of the Apes, and most recently the 2022 The Batman. Got himself this a little must resume. Have been like on that borderline of like a hard PG 13 or a soft R with some of the stuff that was in this movie. Yeah, this, if they would have said this like two F words. Yeah, this was a little, uh, little tame. Uh, movie stars Mike Bogle, Jessica Lucas, Liz, Liz, Lizzie Chaplin, Kaplan. TJ Miller, Michael Stahl, David, and Odette Annabelle. And out of all these names, you know two, Lizzie Ch- Kaplan and TJ Miller. Hey, that's what I thought when I looked at the cast list for this. <laughs> is she like, like in rom-coms? Is that... She's um she's done a little bit of everything. Yeah, she was in the Prime show. Um I know I've seen her and I know I've liked her. I can't remember it. Was. She's she... kind of like that like actor who like when you yeah. see her, you're like, oh, I know her. But like you never remember why you yeah. know her. Well, she's in Mean Girls, but she's also in. Um... Oh yeah, she's the not like the Mean Girls oh, side. She's yeah, the she's side. the friend. She's the friend. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. She's the, the she's the gosh. She's okay. also in Castle yeah. Rock. The um... oh, that show was big. I've never watched it. That's a Hulu show, right? No, Prime. Amazon. That's yeah, Prime. Amazon oh. Prime. It's, it's like Stephen King books all interwined into a show somehow. So Isn't it like, like a Nazis all... one kind of scenario? Dude, that's like an insane amount of cocaine to get all that combined into one. <laughs> well, it, they did it somehow, so. Well, Keith, you picked the movie. What did yeah. you think of it? It was my second time watching it. Watching it for the first time, not like, not terribly long ago, maybe like three or four years ago, I watched it for the first time. And it was just a, hey, let's pick a movie series to watch kind of deal. Kind of like, but back when I was doing it for free, before uh, MeUndies was paying me. 
the not really that that's false i'm sorry but um no, it was not it didn't hold up as good for me on the second viewing to be honest it was still like i still because I, over that past like over the past like four years since i've watched it i've become like way 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 more into like found footage horror movies it's one of my favorite genres for some reason because so many of them are just god awful bad and on a scale of like found footage horror movies this is like up top tier so yeah this is it's a classic it was it was definitely fun like the i like the mysteries that was that was a fun on the second viewing i guess my only question is is it really horror though it seems more like thriller or action than i would say horror or yeah found the found footage genre i would say i've been gotten into by the way for all you listeners out there looking for found footage the best found footage specifically horror movies hell house terrifying just terrifying yeah no, if you want to see keith's uh homemade found horror <laughs> footage you let him know yeah I, i'll find the footage for you it'll be really easy <laughs> no but yeah it was um overall good time you know the boy that runtime loved it <laughs> rick there's two movies here there's the one movie about this alien whatever or just creature from another world that's destroying New York and there's people trying to get out of the city and that movie's fucking dope and I love it and it's one of the coolest things that's ever been done up to this point and still probably has ever been done of just like normal people trying to get away from a monster and seeing it from that point of view instead of seeing like scientists in the military trying to fight it and then there's this other movie that is unfortunately like the main movie of this like intergroup friend love drama that I don't give two flying fucks about and causes people to make choices that no one would ever fucking make. And you just get annoyed while watching it. That really bummed me out. Cause like, yeah, there's the side of the movie that like everyone talks about, especially with, with Reeves and how he's like groundbreaking in this film. And then there's the other side where it's like the actual story that was given to me where I'm like, that's this is so fucking stupid. Who makes this choice? No one makes this choice. What are we doing? Yeah, I think they were trying to like make him relatable by making him sort of dumb, I think, maybe with that. And I mean, yeah, I agree. That story was kind of annoying. But like, the, I still like the characters for the most part. Like, oh, the, see, the... I fucking couldn't like they all made just terrible decisions at <laughs> every point to where I'm just like, this makes no sense. No one actively makes these decisions in this situation. Well, and the classic downfall of every single sound footage movie is why are you still filming? <laughs> See, that was actually surprisingly <laughs> enough. I bought the why you're still filming. Because like they really yeah. like TJ Miller, which hilarious that you have TJ Miller playing a fucking creeper in this film <laughs> because it's TJ Miller. Yeah. But him constantly saying like i've got it like i can see someone in that situation where like that's happening going like i have like you your brain's broken and you're just like i have to record it because like someone's got to see this like someone has to know and learn about this obviously overlooking the fact that like there's tv cameras everywhere recording (laughs) it and like all that stuff but someone in that moment is just like i've got to do something to kind of like 
disconnect Someone... myself from what's going on and this is what i'm doing to do that well you know it's just like the idea if you think about even current day if something like that happens there's gonna be a ton oh yeah of phones over just to see who can get the money shot to be you know like i got the best shot give me the millions of dollars because i have the shot you know i mean keith you went to a concert how many fucking shitheads were holding up their phones <laughs> most of the time yeah no, it was it was busy he was one of them for real (laughs) no my pictures are bad but it was like an honestly cool moment when the tj miller character was like no this is important we need to capture this as like the the carriage with no people on it went by dude that was a fucking great scene that was super creepy um for me i'm on rick's second side of the story of the movie dealing with the the friendship making stupid mistakes and to a point where it kind of took me out of even the found footage slash horror slash rom-com type movie. This is, you know what I mean? Like it's just them making stupid mistakes and the main character being a bro or I kept texting Keith a Chad he just was just ruining the movie for me because he could care less of everybody around him. And let's and like make what, a stupid mistake. Maybe a minute or so grieving for his brother who he watched die in front of him. Not, <laughs> not even a minute. Not even because, you know, I want to really get into this. So Rick, give, give, give us the plot because I got, so, I got some things that really grind my gears about this movie. <laughs> All right. Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for a reading of the plot to Cloverfield. It's a totally normal night in New York City. We are focused on a group of friends celebrating the going-away party of one of their members. Everything is pretty standard. Drinking, dancing, TJ Miller being a total creep, and inner friendship drama over people fucking. Then a giant monster that makes it rain mini versions of itself starts wrecking the city. The group starts out trying to escape the city as any normal person would, but Rob has just got to try and find Beth to rekindle that fuckfest from a few weeks ago. So they set off for right where the beast is. Will this intrepid band be able to save Beth and avoid the weird monster? Will TJ Miller ever stop being a creep? Will Rob ever take a moment to stop thinking with his dick and worry about the rest of the group? Find out all this and more in Cloverfield. All right, I've been holding this one in for uh, a, a good old week here. He is he's mad, about, Keith. You have made him mad. With he's just about movie. to cut a big fart. He's been holding this one in. Um, so Rob, the bro, not a good person. That he basically, you know, he has a fight with his lover, and then I have to go save her. I have to go save her. No, we can't go that way. No, we have to. The whole movie. No, we can't go that way, but we have to. What? And then you know the brother dies. Hey, dude, your brother died. Huh? Well, huh? Well, can't grieve forever. Let's move on to the next. You know, next person to die. Huh? Can't grieve forever. Next person to die. Um. And then what really grinds my gears is they do a whole rom com moment here, and I and I let's see if you guys picked it up here because I know I did. When the government holds the, you know, captures them at the mall and it's like, hey, you guys got to go over here. 
And then Rob, the main character, goes, I'm in love with a woman, and I have to go save her, or she might die out there. And the soldier's like, damn it, son, go save her. That won't happen. <laughs> Tough shit. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I am with Joe on this. When that scene happened, I'm like, that is not the military dude would have, like, knocked him out with the butt of his rifle and thrown him in a helicopter. Well, and the more the, the response they could have done that would have made more sense, I think, would have been like, okay, cool, go die. Great. I'm going to worry about these people now. <laughs> That's true. Like, if he just kept fighting it, like, the military guy would have just been like, oh, fuck, okay, dude. I got to, like, yeah, go. help people who actually want to be helped. Yeah, we're literally going to, like, Resident Evil 3 this town here in about an hour. So, like, don't even worry about it. But but he's <laughs> like, you have you have till 6 o'clock. If you don't make yeah. by 6, by the helipad, you're SOL. And it's... <laughs> and then it's just, like, to me... Like, sure, some of the stuff's cool and all, but it's just like when they find, find, you know, what do we do? We have to climb the building and then parkour our way to the across from the leaning tower to the next one. And just so um, happen to hit the floor that her that she's on. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how is that um, any easier than just trying to climb up whatever stairs are in the building that's <laughs> leaning sideways? The girlfriend gets a rod stuck through her. Rebar. That's rebar. Good, Thank you. Solid building rebar. That rebar. We just Rod watched bar. a movie. We just we just, we just watched. We uh, dark fate. The brother got uh, rebar rebar through him, and they're like, Rod leave bar. him. Rod, Rod bar. bar. <laughs> just leave him. Leave him. And this one, no. Hey, we're gonna pull it back through you. You're gonna be okay. The hundred percent thing you're always told to do when someone has a puncture wound of you know rip it out, not you know leave it in so that you don't just have them gushing <laughs> blood. Okay, you know what's yeah. funny? All of these points are so valid to me, but like they didn't bug me a ton because <laughs> like oh. I still like I was able to focus on the monster plot and like the reaction of the the way the you the way like the characters and universe react to there being a such thing as monsters i i thought was pretty cool like as we do all these series that's like a a thing that i've always critiqued in movies is when they don't do the oh my god magic is real moment and like i think this movie handles that pretty well and keith i agree with you that aspect of the movie is like fucking top notch and cool but it's a subplot (laughs) to what is this actual plot of going to try and save beth with no actual guarantees that Beth is in this apartment building they're going to. It's and, just like the whole movie. It's just them. Hey, we have to take the sewer. I don't think we should. Well, we're going to anyway because I have to save her. Well, and it makes it for a bomb-ass action sequence. <laughs> but see, that also bugged me is that <laughs> for some reason, these four people in Manhattan keep having the monster end up on top of them. <laughs> yeah. Like... No, Manhattan is it's not a... It's not a small right, area. but the monster keeps coming right for them in aspects, mm-hmm. like not trying to like go to where the military is that's attacking it or stuff like that. Just keeps end up, I mean, literally to the point where at the end of the movie, it's literally right on top of them. <laughs> like it's just, it's very much like, mm-hmm. well, the monster is kind of a part of the plot, so we'll just keep having it be in their in, in their way in some way, shape, or form. Like, even if it doesn't make any sense for it to be there or not. And before we get too far away from it, I want to talk about the party real quick. 
we we just started, Keith. So you, know. you can Hold bring on. in anything you want. No, not before we get too Emma, away from I, it. We can I talk about the, the show. Hey, can I talk no, about the you party? No, you can't. No, <laughs> we're moving on. We're moving on from the party, Keith. Bruh. Sorry, dude. I missed the party, huh? <laughs> yeah, you missed it. You missed That's the party joke. boat. That was a good joke. But um, yeah. The I remember when I was I think nineteen. I went to a New Year's party in San Francisco. I'm a brag. Like a, I was like a friend of a friend and it was at like a rich people house. And I caught, they did the vibes really well of like a rich asshole house in this party. Oh yeah. Once again, that apartment in New York would be an insane amount of money. Even in 2008. I I love like the way they shot the party made it feel like an actual, like that made it feel like a party. Like you could feel the heat and the sweat in there and like all the weird tension and like the people having weird conversations in different corners. And like everyone looks all fancy and rich and kind of bougie and annoying. Well, we know that they're <laughs> pretentious assholes because this dude's about to go take. Yeah. Well, he was becoming a VP for some company in Japan. Oh yeah, he's not. A... I do like that aspect too of he's going to go to Japan in a monster movie. Yeah, kaiju movie. <laughs> this movie was actually about uh, about Jeff taking his teaching job on our last night at the party <laughs> and how it all went terribly wrong. <laughs> this is how it. Yeah, this is kind of how it landed. This is kind of how it landed. Uh. Funny thing about Keith's party brings up that the very first scene of the movie, the party, was actually the last shot of that they filmed. Nice. It's always weird when they do it that way. Like I don't know <laughs> why it like lines up to do it that way, but it's always funny when that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lizzie Kaplan thought this was a rom com movie when she auditioned. <laughs> Dude, um, they. Her character was so weird in this movie. Like she was so off putting and like just mean, but like it's also understandably that way because TJ Miller wouldn't leave her the fuck alone. (laughs) So, like, I kind of get where she's coming from, but like in the end of the movie, after she gets bit and TJ Miller's like, hey, thanks for saving me. And her reaction is, why do you think I'm not someone who would do that? I'm like, what a weird response in this situation. (laughs) Her, Her character was just thrown off. I was thrown off with her as well because it's like, TJ Miller shows up with the camera and it's like, Hey, do you want to say goodbye to Rob? And she's like, I really don't know him. It's like, and who do you know? Like, she's a friend of a friend of friend who's here. And then she was it's just Lizzie. What was the brother who died? Yeah, she's her, called. Um, she that was here we go. Mar- La Marlena Lily. Nope, no, that, yeah, Lily. Marlena's Lily. Lizzie. Yeah, Lily. She's a friend of Lily. And it's just like I don't really know anybody else here. I just know her. I don't, it is it's funny just... that to me, like the third most famous person in this is Ben Feldman, the guy who played the um new boyfriend of Beth. And that's just because that dude's been in like a bunch of TV shows <laughs> since then. Yeah. Um, this was um T.J. Miller's film debut. Uh, they let um so she. <laughs> Yeah, comedian with him being a comedian, they uh Reeves just let him improvise. And because it just made more sense for him being a comedian to improvise more to try to get all them off the you know, get the characters other actors off the heels and stuff just to throw them off. He did have some weird lines in the movie, like when they were in the fucking uh train tracks and shit, and he's like Guys, like, what if just like a flaming hobo showed up right now? That'd be weird. 
hey, uh, lore guy, are you going to go into how T.J. Miller like personally shot a bunch of the movie? Are you saying what? that because he was the found footage guy? No, Lord. Joe's the lore guy. No, like, is he like, no, go ahead. I was watching a YouTube, a little like behind the scenes thing on this. And I guess the bunch of the, they just like handed the actors cameras for a lot of the scenes to try to, because they're not like, they're not professionals at handling cameras. So they tried to make the movie look like shit on purpose was like the aim of it, like the the Matt Reeves thing. Oh, okay. So like the scenes where like TJ Miller's walking around, that's like him holding the camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't found anything like that. And the, I guess on, that was just kind of a a silly thing to have no segue, but on that, it's like the found footage look of it. This movie was like aggressively nauseating a little bit. Yeah, it was. It was was so like seasick. It's one of those things too, like it's a found footage one, but it's like, what tape are you recording on? And then it's like cuts back to two weeks ago or how long, however long it was. And it's just like, that's, that's not, that's not how most film work, you know, what you're taping. Like also I owned a camera in the, like, I guess early noughties, but also in like in those, what battery is lasting fucking like 15 <laughs> hours. <clears throat> I, well, you know, when chaos happens, you can just rob yourself, rob your local radio shack, and it'll be yeah. okay. Pocket full of double A's. Full of double A's. <laughs> Remember when you could actually remove the battery from your phone and plug in a different battery? That was a crazy time. <laughs> yeah. Now your foot, now your battery goes to shit. Fuck you, buy it's a like new phone. It in. <laughs> also, just to get it out there, because I think we've hinted at it, but TJ Miller, not a good person. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Okay. Uh, whenever a cameraman, crew member, or TJ Miller as cameraman had an accident, they tried to incorporate it into the finished film to add realism. The shot where the crowd of people running from the Brooklyn Bridge HUD falls, they actually, the actual cinematographer unintentionally fell while shooting. Some of the uh, camera operators who had similar incidents around were, sent, were actually hurt. Um, but yeah, they this if they fell, they fell. If it looked good for the show, movie we're doing like that we're going live and um, i think just like visually how do you think this com- does this how, how does this compare to blair witch that's the most like other famous like blair witch and cloverfield i think are the two I, like i think blair witch is better than this just like i mean just like not like movie wise like just oh that visually. too yeah um blair witch was pretty interesting with like the colors i like the colors in it but some of the I guess I mean I, I, I guess you can't compare them. Yeah, they're very Cause... different. Like I would say like the cuz there's cuz Blair Witch was very much like always in the face and just looking out of forest whereas this had like really cool uh-huh. set pieces and like interesting moments of like looking forward that Blair Witch didn't really have. That Statue of Liberty headshot that was I just I just watched the trailer right before record and that's in the trailer cuz of course it is. But that's such a sick shot of the Statue of Liberty head flying down on the road i like that that was one of the reasons i never watched this movie originally was because i felt like they gave too much away in the trailer (laughs) Mm. and now i'm realizing that the trailer looks way cooler than the actual movie ends up being (laughs) because of the shitty rom-com aspect like imagine Um, like if they shot a movie like this and instead of a shitty rom-com of them trying to get back into the city to save someone they literally were just in the city trying to get out and dealing with the repercussions of trying to get out of the city while the monster's tearing it apart which is what I thought this movie was. Well, I I think 
I think I get the the aim of having the monster be the B plot. I think is a cool idea because it's like, like no, we got to worry about. All right, we got to like the the personal relationships are like important even in emergencies. I guess apparently, but like the idea of like the monster just being kind of an afterthought and you got to get out of there. It kind of makes the monster kind of more scary. I think was the aim. (laughs) And I don't disagree with that. I just hate Mm -hmm. the idea of like trying to get back to someone to save them instead of just being in a group and getting out and dealing with your intergroup like issues there. Yeah. It would have been a fun, that would have been like some last of us shit. If they just like got out of there and she just died (laughs) after just deal with it. Well, (laughs) yeah, but like, like I've said, it's just, hey, we can't go that way. No, you can go that way. I, you know, the, hey, I love a girl. She's in she's in danger. Sir, everybody's in danger at this moment. There's, why do you have special, you know? Well, you're what literally you on special? the brink of nuking New York. I think you're yeah. like, fuck, buddy, is the least of our worries. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it should have been. Um, The first trailer for this movie played before uh, Transformers. It showed a giant explosion in the heart of New York and the uh, New York City and the Statue of Liberty's head being thrown down a street. Um, it was shot with a handheld video recorder and there was no uh, title. Uh, the head of the Statue of Liberty was, show- was shown was about 50% larger than the actual size. Uh, the CG supervisor <laughs> said in <laughs> the CG supervisor said in an interview that many people imagine the head being much bigger than it actually is. And that the size was increased due to complaints of the head being looking small in the trailer. <laughs> That's funny. It's a little like a like a small studio apartment living room sized house. Yeah, it, it you know, yeah. Just imagine that after someone watching a test screen and being like, you know what? You're offending our country by making our Statue of Liberty head too small. That's offensive <laughs> to this country. Well, you know, you know why this movie <laughs> you know why this movie is a uh you know, we're talking about how a lot of things we don't like is J.J. Uh, Abrams helped produce this movie. <laughs> so uh, I don't like that guy either. He's good at mystery boxes. I'm going to defend his mystery box use. It's like like the what the fuck's up with this monster thing. It's a very that's very J.J. And he's I never watched Lost, but I guess that's the big Lost appeal is the mystery. Right. Lost but is, that kind of goes away after like the first yeah. two seasons and it just becomes a mess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lost is good. <laughs> Like honestly, until like the writer strike happened. Yeah, it so seems like, a, like anyways, three, it seems like a well-regarded show for the most but part. It is, but it's one of those <laughs> yeah. things of uh, once you take the guess of what the ending is, you're dead on, and you have to wait eight more years for them to slap you in the face on that ending. Also, no, I feel like JJ Abrams is someone who like made one or two great things and then kind of lived off of it because like <laughs> movies like Super Eight like are still regarded as being kind of meh. Like I feel like J.J. Abrams has been doing meh stuff for a long time, but just keeps coasting off of his name from when he made really good stuff. <laughs> like The Last Jedi. Or no, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Rise of Skywalker. That's yeah, the good one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Get he it, also yeah. made The Force Awakens. He did both of yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah, mostly Rise of Skywalker. There we go. <laughs> uh, this movie is one of the movies that they at movie theaters had to make a sign saying, you know, um, frequent moving type that you know the, the dizziness may cause dizziness and motion sickness, and about uh, it's recorded about 104 people had to leave the theater due to that dizziness and motion sickness. Do you think that we're ever going to get past the era of like movie advertising campaigns, like exaggerating numbers of people that get sick watching their movies? Like I remember, probably not because it like, just well, it's, it's a good like sound or it's like a good like headline to get like clicky headline to get people was- to look at it. 
that like La Llorona ad campaign was like, this is the scariest movie that's ever been made. Like people were losing and, their minds in theaters. <laughs> it's, any, it's so silly. Any, any horror movie these days yeah. will show you the you know the um oh the crowd the, shots the like crowd the... shots during paranormal the movie. activity did it that was big yeah but everybody does it now so that doesn't it's not gonna i don't know no no not, not anymore because now we're in the prestige horror era we're the the a24ification of movies <laughs> dude a24 you just wait past just horror by the way a24 is taking oh, yeah. over everything i know that's huge yeah we're in the a24ification I mean, 2020, how many A24. Oscars did yeah. A24 yeah. win? Granted, it was a lot. mainly one movie, but yeah, they have the most award, award, awards uh, ever at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, during rehearsals, there, Matt Reeves told the actors that it'd be important for them to hang out to get to know each other so they can become friends. So, when they came to shooting, it would feel more organic. Well, Rob, you didn't do the you didn't do your job right because you just looked like a a Chad. Um, that seems like also I don't know. It just seems like that's why you hire actors because they act. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, don't know. Uh, I think there's a what's the Gene Hackman? I guess there's a quote where he was being interviewed about Superman, and he was like, they asked him if he like pretended not to like Christopher Reeves offset, and he's like, it's not fucking Shakespeare, dude. And then he walks away. <laughs> what a badass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, TJ Midler's nickname in the movie was HUD, but it's also short for. Do we know? POV. Well, close. Heads up display, a method yeah. for overlaying information onto a view of one's surroundings as a timestamp on video. The modern trend in HUDs is to have a minimalist HUD, like in video games now. So, Well, because people want to treat it more as an art form. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Breath of the Wild, damn near no HUD. You don't good, like that? It's good content. It's good content. No, it's it's good. It's good. <laughs> Got a second one coming. It's good. It's good. It's good. Maybe Nintendo will finally make a console that deserves to be like not a children's toy. <laughs> Fucking Switch is like the greatest selling system of all time or some shit. That's so weird. <laughs> Again, though, it's like for children. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a nice, easy to travel system but like it's literally my breath of the wild machine (laughs) and super mario odyssey it's become my child's uh splatoon machine oh sick uh jj abrams conceived the new monster after him and his son was in japan while promoting mission impossible 3 um he he (laughs) said the monster huh yeah yeah he uh talked about how uh that there should be their own american monster not like king kong um or Godzilla. Isn't King so, Kong an American monster? Isn't the original King Kong about like climbing the Empire State Building and like swiping at biplanes? Probably Godzilla. Probably Godzilla. Um, the film was initially titled Cloverfield, but it changed several times throughout production. Uh, Matt Reeves explained due to the hype caused by the teaser trailer, the excitement spread to such a degree that we suddenly couldn't use the name anymore. So we started using all these names like Slusho and Cheese, and people found out what we were doing. So he said, hey, he said, Cloverfield was the government's case designated for events caused by a monster comparing the title to the real Manhattan Project. Sometimes Uh, people get way up their own ass about things. (laughs) Although the, the camp, like, 
I wasn't online enough at the time to give a shit, but I guess it, it I imagine it was pretty impressive. Like back in was it 08? Yes. Two of the year. Like that's yes. That's impress that's that's pretty cool to pull off something like that. Where like the what like what is this? What's going on? What's this monster? What's this movie? Oh my god, what's going on? It's like the Prometheus like Prometheus pulled it off. It's it, it like a, a I'm always interested in the like viral marketing campaigns. I think it's kind of cool when they work. You mentioned it for almost my... any new movie. <laughs> it's one of my major drawbacks to this movie, though, is I think they went too heavy with showing the monster. Like, I thought yeah. it was way more interesting in the beginning when they were like, did you guys see that? What was that? Like, what's going on? And then, like, when the brother died and all we saw was, like, a tail, like, whip up <laughs> and destroy it and kill him. That was all really cool. And then... Kind of like Jeepers Creepers when I saw the full monster. I'm like, <laughs> I'm less interested now. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the explosion at the start at when they're at the, when the party, when everything starts to go bad, when they're on top of the roof. That's a great scene. And then like the, I, I have a note about the the power going out and how like to me they captured how like like terrifying that'd be if you like see an explosion and like power starts waving out in the city and like what the hell's going on? Because it's like this these things that always happen in the news on like like footage of wars across an ocean and like all of a sudden this thing's happening like right in front of you like it's crazy well, and keith there's also the moments is that it's new york city post 9 11 and you hear them talking about it saying like is it another attack yeah it's crazy no oh wait not that long after post 9 11 world i mean we're still like deep in the like love america stage or like yeah. we're fighting it now because like what oh eight is the year obama gets elected mm -hmm. and he takes office in oh nine if i remember when the fuck do when do elections happen yeah every because, four years <laughs> thanks asshole hey no problem that's what i'm here for every yeah because 2020 years. was the last election mm -hmm. and then 2016 and then 2012 so yeah so 2008 yep. would have been when Obama got elected. So yeah, we were in the final years of uh, Bush. Yeah, it was, a, it was a weird, this movie is, it's a strange time in history. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Keith. No, Dude, no, the no. economy's collapsing at this moment. Literally, That's the right. economy's collapsing at the moment. Like, people are losing their homes and every, like, we're bailing out the auto industry. Yeah, it was, it was, Oh wait, it, it was an odd time, and this movie—it's. I'd, I'd I'd like to go back and look at a list of movies between like oh seven and oh nine. <laughs> That's an interesting list. I bet they get a lot more hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of with Rick on the idea of. I like the monster being the like is that suspense of like, you know, you see a leg, you see a tail, you don't see it all, but as the movie proceeds, to get more and more into the movie we see more and more of the monster and it's just like, just, I would have been okay with this movie if it was just the, did you see that the entire time? Like, sure. We like TJ Miller's character gets eaten, but it's, and, but it's like, if that was the only time we saw the monster, I would have been okay with it. God, dude, I fucking hated that scene though, because like, they're all just sitting there and then suddenly the monster's on top of TJ Miller. Like, how are you like just now becoming aware of this gigantic fucking thing being on top of you? Mm -hmm. And that, um, that 
stuff like that always bugs the shit out of me where it's like no one is aware of what's happening just off camera until it's on camera type moments when that's just not how fucking perception works especially when it's a gigantic fucking monster <laughs> uh tj miller's, miller's character hud was originally going to survive but Producer J.J. Abrams suggested having him be uh, eaten by the monster. The scene was planned to have HUD being eaten, eaten instantly after turning around, but it was decided that the audience deserved a good look at the monster, which resulted in a longer shot with the monster leaning down to inspect HUD before biting and killing him. As, as monsters go, it's a dope monster. I like the look of it. Um. According to the cre- uh, creature designer, the monster is a baby in a new environment and spooked, spooked and is looking for its mother. Spoot. Spoot. Uh, the Cloverfield monster is only on screen for two minutes and 37 seconds. And yet I felt like they showed it too much. That's funny. <laughs> Granted, we didn't have to spend a ton of fucking time with fuck nuts, so... <laughs> Oh, the one more of my favorite tension scenes was the, the the like the military hospital when she like explodes behind the behind the tarp. Like, so she did explode like that. Yeah, happened. She did. Okay. yeah she exploded. I she just blew like, up. <laughs> I got confused in that point because like I knew like she was going to blow up. I wasn't sure if it happened right away because like we saw the other person like get wheeled by with like their chest cavity open. Yeah. And like you see them freak out about a bite. So what do you think that meant? Do you think like it was laying young inside of her? Or do you think it was just like something like within their bites like <laughs> causes like something to explode within humans? I'm just going to go option B. I was saying, according to the nerdy comic like breakdown Cloverdale video I watched, it's like it's the green goop. They have, they have goop. She got gooped and it's like poison. Okay. So, so it's, like a mind, it's like mind control goop. But it blows them up instead of mind controls them. Yeah, it does something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it just it, it okay. looked cool. They did a good job to me of like capturing the like the trauma of it. I was like, oh my god, she just exploded. And yet again, they're all just like, we gotta fucking go. We don't have time to care. We gotta go yeah. save her. Yeah, yeah, we, we gotta have... go save Beth. Come on, sorry. Um, the running Fuck time. The everyone film... else who's dying, we only care about the fact Beth might die. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, the running time of the film without credits is about 80 minutes, the length of a long-running mini-DV tape, a common format used in a consumer c- camcorders. So that's why. That's why it's a short movie. So they care about that aspect of sticking to cam- how camcorders work, but it having a light and um, see-in-the-dark technology was totally fine? Yes. Like, uh, goddamn, am I Paris fucking Hilton trying to make a fucking sex tape here with that shit? And they were very rich. The top of the line, top of the line equipment. Dude, that also, that fucking bugged me when they were in this, in the train tracks and it's dark. Okay. So they get the light turned on on the camera and it totally gives them like a good, like, bit of light when they're looking forward and walking. But when he turns around to look behind him at the noise, suddenly the light only goes like <laughs> five inches past his yeah. face. So they have to turn on the night vision. I'm like, that's fucking dumb. Like, you're just changing things to fit your narrative. (laughs) Like, sure, it makes for a great scene of them switching over to night vision. And for some reason, the bugs waiting for them to switch to night vision before attacking. (laughs) God, it's just aspects like that. 
like confuse me as to why this is considered such a great like directed film when there's so much stuff that's like so like b-rate staged type stuff in the movie where i'm like that's dumb like why would why would they wait till they see them to attack them you know if, if you rewind back to our the batman episode i call matt reeves a little overrated <laughs> I, I kind of like i don't want to go too far in saying he's overrated because i really love the planet of the apes movies still haven't <laughs> seen the third one though and we will do that series at some point because i love that series <laughs> no, but no. yeah i don't get where like there's so much like this was a perfectly directed film <laughs> like that's just not how i came away from this movie yeah uh something one of the writers said that uh he hadn't completed the script by the time they began filming. No script was used during auditions, so people did not know what they were trying out for. A lot of people thought they were auditioning for Star Trek as J.J. Abrams was just announced as the film's director. <laughs> Some people auditioned using scenes from J.J. Abrams' uh, TV show Alias. Um, others used the scenes uh, handwritten specifically get to get the feeling of the characters in Cloverfield. So, uh, yeah, even going into the movie, they didn't really, uh, you know, know what they're getting themselves into. Uh, where is it? Because one of the one of the con, not a con, eh, maybe a controversial scene is the main character being able to use his phone. On yeah, the bridge, get a contact of Beth. Yeah, that was so dumb. Like Most cell people- service would be fucked. Yeah, uh, most people took issue with one of the main characters, Rob, could use his cell phone in the subway station. This, however, was a savvy case case of truth in television since since the MTA is actively wireling subway platforms from cell service, (laughs) specifically so riders can use the phones during emergencies. Uh, Indeed, after much, the Manhattan had been smashing the oblivion. The subway station might be the only place where you can still get cell phone service. I mean... And who cares? <laughs> Some people yeah, that, they took they took issue, Keith. I want to meet the people. That, I, I want to meet the Reddit people that are upset about that one. Yeah, of everything to be upset about, that to be upset about it's a weird thing. Like that, t- I didn't even think twice about that because, like, you can get cell service just about fucking anywhere nowadays. Yeah. Now, granted, this is two thousand eight, not fucking twenty twenty three, but. But yeah, like for like this movie, all in all, overall, it's just like the fun. It's just like the fun of being is to me bad of like, hey, we gotta do this. No, we can't. And then uh, the Lizzie Kaplan character gets like brutally attacked by one of the creatures, and she's like, "I'm okay. I can walk it off." And it's like she has a giant gash down her shoulder. You know, it's just like. And then when the soldiers find them for the first time, they was like. Everybody come here. Everybody come here. And then once she starts to freak out, then they finally notice that there's something wrong with her. Well, because when you look back to her, like all the colors like left her body and she's bleeding from the eyes. It's kind of like because there wasn't anything to like. I mean, everyone's going to be kind of fucked up in this situation. She could have just been cut from like a building falling over or whatnot. Now, granted, shitty friends for not saying, hey, our friend got attacked. She needs help. (laughs) Gotta go find Beth. Beth. can we go get beth now guys or what please yeah cool um opening party scene was filmed without music so that everybody had to i love pretend. 
I feel like oh, is that just how movies are kind of doing? Then yeah, they're all <laughs> yeah, they're all you. They don't play music or anything. <laughs> um, but uh, what is it? Uh, first plants to grow back and strike where trains on. No, 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 not no. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just that you know. I just think you know what, what we mean. Rick been talking about like this movie. You know, as Keith, it's a classic, but it's just like hey. a classic for people to make stupid mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I still see the aspect because I mean, this is still something that's never been done before. Like with found, like it copying found footage, whatever. But like yeah. we'd never seen like a monster movie from this point of angle before. And I mean, you can see, like even where the Godzilla movie that gets made years down the line get some influence from this movie of like the, shooting from those lower yeah. angles to look the up at shots. the monsters. <laughs> cause I was going to mention like the Godzilla movie about how first they do a fantastic job with the trailers cause they don't give it away. They switch the shots in the trailer. So if you watch the trailer, then you watch the real movie It's totally different scenes, but they do that process too of, did you see that? Did you see it? You know, a quick shot of him at the airport and then, you know, as the movie continues, then we get the full shot of him. You know, they did it better than what they do here. That ad campaign almost hurt the Godzilla for me. Like Godzilla really? 2014. Cause like that movie, I think that movie wasn't that great, but like Godzilla no. looks sick as hell. And like the, the, the trailer was probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they definitely bait and switch you with that movie a little bit. Yeah. yeah which I didn't mind, but um but you can i like i see where this movie has influenced kaiju and monster like yeah monster movies after it like i can see those aspects of it i just i don't see like the world-renowned like (sighs) praise that matt reeves gets out of it and like overall the plot fuck kind of (laughs) sucks for like the actual characters like the monster movie aspects of it is fun as hell yeah i think that the like the just the sheer originality of it like we already kind of talked about it but like that's what makes people still think like cloverfield still comes up every once in a while in conversations and comparisons and like and i mean we'll talk about it more when we get to it but like the like when the third movie was announced that it was coming out like that was a big deal like people were super excited Mm -hmm. about that granted some of it was in the way they did it again something we'll talk about when we get to the third movie down the line but like this is a pretty like beloved franchise it's I would say it's above cult classic. Like it's kind of in that realm, but like I would say it's more popular than I would give it a cult yeah. classic type. Because usually cult classic means it's like world renownedly, like this kind of sucks, but people love it. Yeah. Um all the major characters received a personal MySpace page. Lol. Nice. Um MySpace was still around in two thousand eight. Apparently, yes. <laughs> I was about to say like that's such that was such a high school years thing, and 2008 is well past our high school year. God, we're old. Um, but yeah, they did a lot of like websites to go to, or um, uh, most uh, instead of focus on like uh, they didn't really uh do marketing campaigns for the characters, but they did it for the fictional drink drinks of the slusho. Um. Slowly giving clues of the secret origin of the monster that is isn't addressed properly in the film. 
That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Like I watched this video today and I had the whole monster explained to me. I was like, oh, and they're like, oh, it's a it's this thing that lives under the sea that the Japanese discovered and they built this containment facility described as an oil or disguised as an oil rig and when the, the satellite crashes down it just disrupts it <laughs> this whole thing dude that, like, fucking spoilers <laughs> there's this whole story that behind it that the movie doesn't show that you like that fans of you have to get it, it yourself they like picked it together from the viral marketing campaign shit isn't that coming then, up for like the third movie though that's going to explain these things sort eh, eh. it's it, it's an hello a first of all it, first of all it's not a movie <laughs> sorry sorry you're yeah. right the netflix special yeah. yeah but like that it's it's kind of fun that the story works to where that can happen it's like there's this it, it makes it makes a shitty rom-com kind of work a little better when you have all this well, wacky stuff going around on it and that's part of why i wish they yeah. would have done less show and kind of more like let mm-hmm. us just talk about things when it came to the monster because like the aspects of this film that are fun is when you're trying to lore build and figure those type of things out instead of like just having it shown to you and be like, oh, yeah, it's just this. Like it would have been much more fun to just like figure out like, oh, what is the monster? Like what is happening? Like why are these little things here as well? It's type thing instead of just showing them rain down off of it or whatever. <laughs> well, we didn't get the like new scroller on the bottom. Like. Oh no, we did. Local, local. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about it, but it's like local, <laughs> you know, oil rig blew up. Yeah. Um. No, you got to get like as we move on, you got to really squint your eyes to figure out how these movies connect to each other. <laughs> so you're telling me I got to put work in to figure stuff out? Joe's out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. NVM. <laughs> You're telling him he has to put in effort to this podcast we do? <laughs> Fuck that. Not today. I Not looked today. up. I, I Google Roger Ebert plus whatever movie we're watching. And then I five find minutes paragraph. before you're about to talk about <laughs> yeah, it five on the actual podcast. Show, yeah. Or five minutes before I'm supposed to talk about it. Yeah, not not before the show. In yeah. the show. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Let me let me do Keith. So um before we start recording, what I do is I always forget that I have to look up Roger Ebert. And then when Joe says, you guys ready to go? Keith goes, hang on. I got to look up my review. It's an and elaborate actually, bit. It's really funny, actually. Oh, it's not it's a, a bit. A, a bit a is a con. joke, Sweatland. It, it is. If, it's a bit if it uh, if I laugh at it. <laughs> Checks out. how that works. <laughs> it's a Keith bit, you know, this, you know, tiny little yeah. thing that he jokes at about himself. Are we still talking about a joke here? Or are we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, we know what we're talking about. He okay. gets it. Yeah, Wait, yeah. I'm not scary or little. Well, he's huge. <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this this, I'm intrigued by how well the franchise goes because it's like the next two movies. Mo- next two movies. Our, mm-hmm. um, well, the next movie and Netflix special, yeah, <laughs> our, Ex- our an, an extended web short, <laughs> our you know, our like real movie shorts, uh, <laughs> like you know, how the dynamic of the room is and stuff, or you know, in the scene and so a handheld. You say their movies like the room is a movie, hey, well, you, he hey, was saying man. like in a room, uh-huh. in a room. <laughs> Not as and in, yeah, you know, I'd rather watch the room. Okay, I'm I'm gonna give you an example of a movie. 
the room. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen it, Tommy Wiseau? <laughs> yeah. It's on, it's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's pretty sick. He has a new yeah. movie coming out, apparently. Oh, yeah. I, I watched the trailer. It makes no sense. It's about a shark. A Tommy tra- Wiseau movie makes no sense. What a fucking surprise. No, 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 no. The movie makes sense. The trailer doesn't because the trailer is just two guys boxing in the ring. And then it's like, it's coming. And I'm like, how is this a shark? And why are there two guys boxing? You know, with the irony, but I'm, I'm in has been put into irony and cult classicness of people in the room. Like, I don't trust a goddamn thing Tommy Wiseau says or does. <laughs> oh, no, he's like pretty much not a good person. Like, he's a <laughs> fucking bat case. No, like, he. Yeah, anyways. Well, go on. No, go. Say it. No, I don't. I just, I think he, it's got to be false. He's got to be like, I'm going to make another bad movie on purpose to like. Oh, no, no, dude, I think. Oh, yes. I think he's just in. He's not good. Well, that too, but like. To make he wants to like replicate the magic of the room again so badly no oh, yeah. i think oh, you're yeah. giving him way too much credit to where the room's he... huge like right but like... he thinks he actually made a good movie he is not yeah. in on the joke as to what a piece of shit his movie is <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 but like i agree with keith that he's just trying to make another bad movie to try and get no the... no guys he's not trying to make a bad movie he's trying <laughs> to make what he thinks are good movies but does not realize how bad his movies are you're giving him too much credit in thinking he can make like another. Yeah, the room's fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watch that any day, any day of the week, any day. If if Floor I room. swear, if there was a room too, oh, it really would be all over it, destroying any credibility you have. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> hey man, the room's a uh, a motion picture. Yeah, and it's more of a movie than Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> Boom! Is it though? It's that not on Netflix. To... It went to it... theaters. <laughs> Theater. After it was like on YouTube. Nope, it went to theaters originally. <laughs> he paid for it to go to theaters. Yeah. See, that's different. No, <laughs> it went to theaters. It went to an actual theater. But well, anyone can pay for their movie to be in a theater. That doesn't mean you went to theaters. Although, People it, did, I mean, isn't so. isn't arguing about the room kind of like trying to do the Pete and Pete thing where he fights the ocean? Yeah, <laughs> like... but just know, exo facto is a real movie, and par- <laughs> the next, the third one of this is a movie in quotations. Whoa! So wait, Joe's coming around to our side of things where Hell things yeah. on Netflix aren't movies. No, it's a movie. I just have to put in quotations so you guys believe that I'm on your side. It's, it's a, a bit. Keith would say. It's a lowercase movie. Lowercase M movie. Lowercase movie. <laughs> it's um, a movie in the same way that we're movie critics. Yeah. 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 I think Fast so. And Furious, Fast and Furious 2 is very good. You're damn right, brother. Ex- <laughs> a, uh, Ejecto, don't want to talk about the cuh. Ejecto Rumo. <laughs> Tokyo Drift is a modern classic. Yeah. Facts. You guys are spitting facts. I don't know why you're trying to hate on that. Keith, what did Roger Ebert? Hold on. I got to pull it up on my phone. There it is. (laughs) Hang on. He has to type it in. No, a very much alive, breathing, eating, sleeping, drinking water, eating food. Roger Ebert walking around in his flesh. With his little real live organs, 
We should probably go easier on this if we do ever actually take off, because I feel like we're going to offend, you know, Roger Ebert's family, and I feel like that's not a fight we want. I think he would have... Roger Ebert? I've read enough Roger Ebert now that I think I get his humor, and he would appreciate me. It's that... But he's actually dead. His family's not. It's that certain Roger Ebert critic that I want to dox more than anybody and find (laughs) out where they live (laughs) and send our fans to them to throw eggs at their door. Okay, Roger Ebert gave a uh, three out of four stars. He liked it. Mercifully, at 84 minutes, the movie is even shorter than its originally alleged 90-minute running time. How much visual shakiness can we take? And yet, all in all, it's an effective film, deploying its special effects well and never breaking the illusion that it is all happening as we see it. One question which you can answer for me after you see the film, given the nature of the opening government announcement, how did the camera survive? Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't, because it got buried under the shit. <laughs> it's kind of like that thing if you guys ever knew when Mount St. Helens went up, and like there was a photographer up there, and like he died, but like he covered his like camera and all his film with his body, and all that survived to like Damn. see the sick shots of St. Helens going up. There are some sick shots. I didn't don't question like it. the camera no. surviving. Yeah. It's uh, in in the got... middle of May, 1984, man. It was crazy out there. Crazy time, brother. You guys want to take a guess what the budget was for this movie? 12 million? I'm going to go $3 million. 25. Oof. Got that that's JJ a lot money for this movie. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a big ass, big ass movie. Well, there was some big, there was some big special effects moments. Yeah, I was about to say, like that whole monster probably cost a mm-hmm. shitload to make it. And like, let's be honest, well, it has not aged super gracefully. It doesn't look that bad for 2008. No, some, some of those shots looked pretty rad, I thought. And like but compare was... it to like some Marvel stuff we see yeah. now. Granted, the person who was running Marvel that allowed that to happen has been fired because it was known <laughs> that they were doing bad work now. <laughs> and they were like torturing the VFX artists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like working them into the ground. Like, yeah. I don't care what you put out. It needs to get put out. Because, yeah, wasn't there like some teenager that did uh, did uh, Doctor Strange's eye better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Well, and it's like the, like how Luke Skywalker got done better and yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, gross for this movie domestically, it got eighty million. Internationally, ninety-two million. So worldwide, a hundred and seventy-two million dollars. It's not bad. Let's go to the box office for Cloverfield for January eighteenth to the twentieth. All right, Keith. Let's see how weird it is. Yeah, it's gonna be really uh, weird. Two thousand eight. Is the green zone on this list? No. <laughs> um. No, because the Green Zone. That's Matt Damon. It's like 2006 yeah, I know or something. Movie. Yeah, 2010. Oh wow, it was that late. Wow. Yeah. Uh, coming in number ten in seventh week with four point five million. Atonement. Angelina Sounds familiar. Kira Knightley. Oh, I never saw it. Uh, number nine in its sixth week with uh four point eight million. I am Legend. Nice, love that. Same movie. year. Wow. Can't believe we're um, getting a sequel. Did you guys Number see eight. the? 
maybe it just showed up in my weird meme world. There's someone, someone uh, made an AI, someone like asked an AI to make Will Smith eating noodles. And there's just this weird, like an AI of Will's like this cartoonish Will Smith just eating handfuls of spaghetti. That's been a big, <laughs> there's like what not, it's not chat GBT. It's like the weird, like picture making one yeah. that's created but, all the stir because it's like costing artists jobs. Well, have you seen the ones where they fuck up the the like the that's like pretty ladies, but they've got like thirteen fingers, like the one that the AI fucks up, or like too many teeth is a common one that AI yeah AI is gross. <laughs> it's gonna be a pretty fucked up world we live in. Yeah. Uh, coming in number eight, and it's sixth week with six point nine million. Alvin and the Chipmunks. The not first the, one, not I've the Squeakquel. I've seen the first one. I have not seen Squeakquel. This is the one where I, I always like it when actors say their movies are bad. It kind of cracks me up. Like David Cross went on Late Night with Conan or something. He's like, eh, the movie sucks. <laughs> Number seven in its fifth week with 7.5 million National Treasure Book of Secrets. The, the two fucking oh, slaps. Yeah. That's the second. That's the second one, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking it's the second one. Uh, number six in its first week was seven point seven million. Mad Money. Uh, it's a Diane Keen Queen Latifah movie. God, what? what I think I saw Queen it. Latifah. Where? Where's she's Queen doing, Latifah? Is it a heist movie? It is. Um, yeah. It. She's doing the Equalizer TV show. Oh right, she does do TV. Yeah. I don't watch network television ever. No. Uh, coming in at number five, and it's. Set second week uh, was seven point eight million. First Sunday, it's the Ice Cube Cat Williams movie. Uh, coming in number four in its seventh week with nine point nine million. Juno. I've nice. never seen Juno. It's a uh, it's it's delightful. Uh, number three in its fourth week with fourteen million dollars. The bucket list. Oh, I've seen Adam that. Sandler, right? No, Morgan Freeman, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. The... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick... I saw that. Yeah. Uh, number two in its first week with twenty-three million, twenty-seven dresses. I've seen that also. So that means coming in at number one in its first week with forty million dollars, Cloverfield. Damn, it made it made its money back in the opening weekend. That's pretty good for it, considering like what this movie was. Yeah. That just shows a good ad campaign. Good ad campaign can do big things for you. Uh, let's go to the ratings. IMDb gives this a seven out of ten. Rotten Tomato, all critics gives this a seventy-eight. Top critics a seventy, and audience gives this a sixty-eight. <sighs> Come on, audience! Come on, audience! <laughs> I'm sorry, Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, audience. Do it for good old Keith. Yeah. Uh, before we uh, rank them, we're going to be glazing some stars. Before we glaze them, we're going to rank them. There we go. I was like, wait, Uh, didn't you get that backwards? (laughs) I did. I did in my head. Uh, Always glaze before you rank. Always. No, you always always. rank before you glaze. No, Keith loves to do the opposite. It's contagious. Yeah. Brother, uh, we're gonna be ranking before we glaze them. What we're ranking is uh, since this is a odd trilogy of movies, we're gonna do best dumb guy, best monster, the clover, 
and movie. Is this the least connected movies we've done since we did the Cornetto trilogy? And somehow just don't explain. Like... Don't explain what the clover is. I'm. I just assume that the uh, Cornetto trilogy has more uh, continuation and weaving in with them three than these next two movies we're about to watch. So let's do a dumb guy. Oh, it's fucking Chad GBT. <laughs> hey, hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good joke. He is and, such a bland, boring, written character. Just like yeah. classic white executive guy. And I like that he's going off to do some like dumb, like a, a, a job that doesn't matter. <laughs> he's trying to be a knight in shining armor and it just like. Go to St. Beth! We got the they... same path. Who fucking thinks being under a bridge is going to save you from a bomb, by the way? Like, you got to keep moving. Chad. Like, what the fuck's that bridge going to do? Did he think he was going to be saved? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, we're new best monster and at the moment. It's just, you know. The baby or the big one? Probably the big one. The big monster. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite clover? All right, I'm going to start the party. Love the party. Hmm. The most nonsensical category. <laughs> it could be anything. I'm going to do the uh, awkward TJ Miller still hitting on uh, Kaplan's character when they're in the subway. Like just trying to awkwardly strike up a conversation with her being like, should I, should I go talk to him? What do I say to him? Like his brother just died. What do I say to him? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? It's gonna be brother dying for Joe. That's my guess for uh, Joe. Uh, my clover is brother dies. Can't grieve forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good, <laughs> dude. That scene though of the brother dying was one of the cooler scenes in yeah. the movie. Like he's just standing up, and then suddenly a tail comes thwapping down. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna. Did that thing ever have a tail the rest of the movie, by the way? I feel like we didn't see this yeah, long song for the rest saw. of the movie after that. I'll scene. go, Joe. That scene is pretty wacky. You're going to go with... Because it was go good. I thought it was good. Because the bridge. like love. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like we can each have our own individual ones. We'll yeah. just talk about which movie was overall more Clover. Yeah. Yeah. When, it, yeah, when the time comes, we'll decide the Clover. We'll okay. pass out the Clover. No, it's just... Yeah. it's just, like I like the scene of like the... You know the monster destroying the bridge but literally hey man your brother died should we take a second so you can mo no we got no Dude, time what happened? he didn't even take a moment to look up from his fucking phone he was still trying to talk to beth <laughs> just yeah. like take a deep breath like, hey do you okay, want to tell me your brother dying <laughs> it's yeah, like the, would... oh did he fuckhead oh. gets it for throwing me a going away party yeah <laughs> oh he died my bad oh that sucks fucking took my forever. without asking what an asshole And then for movie, it's Cloverfield since it's the first one. So uh, let's go to our glaze. Let's glaze some stars. As Kings of Leon was playing in the background at one point during this movie. Uh-huh. Glaze. Climbing a building. Who say face? Uh-huh. Glaze. Got all your friends killed. In this place. Uh-huh. Glaze. Bodies exploding out of their chest. 
Cut Monster yeah. finding this group of friends. I think he's tasted. What, what, song, what song is this? Like, what song is this? This would be uh, Kings of Leon. Tape okay. Dream Girl. It's a deep cut. Oh, I would, yeah, I was going to say it's not Sex on Fire. Wow! This, this glaze is on, fire. on fire. Or something like that, you know. Uh, the, how about the Kings No, I had to of... go with a song from the movie. No. The song was oh, in the I'm, movie. I'm, I'm Team Ricky on this one. Just Kings of, the Kings of Glaze uh, on. Okay, Sir Captain Butt Rock. Okay. Yeah, so the teams of kings of kings of glaze. That's us. The glaze of Leon. Of Leon. Come on, Keith. That's what it is. Yeah, the glaze of Leon. <laughs> the king the glaze on Leon. Okay, Keith. Kings of glaze. Come on, people. <sighs> Not Leon. We don't glaze. We don't. If, if we knew a Leon, we're, yeah, we'd be the glaze on Leon group. But we don't know a Leon yet. So Keith, you picked this movie. All right. What do you, I, and we're not. I, I'll tell you your pre glaze after. So uh, yeah, don't. I I know I don't. Hey, do I need to not know? <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're what not going to know. What do you need to know? Yeah, nothing. This is the first nothing. movie. That's dude. what I was asking. Nothing. Just confirming nothing. But um. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna. Uh, it was a. After years and years, in my eyes, there's been a couple better found footages. But it's a perfectly passable found footage thriller. So I'm going to give it 3.25 out of five stars. Son of a bitch. (laughs) I also give it 3.25. There is like a four and a half movie in this thing. But you gave me all this other bullshit. So three and a quarter. I know it's fucked up because like I was going to say I liked it. That was like my... Well, I'm with you, Keith. I like the movie. I think (laughs) it's fun, but I hate so much of it. I liked it, but I'm giving it a two and a half. The the scene of him, dog, you dog, you can just say you didn't like it. That's fine. I thought it was okay, but it's just (laughs) when the scene comes around when Chad Rob is like, "Hey, I love a girl. I need to go save her," and the guy's like. Here, I'm taking you to do this back alley so you can save her. Good luck, dude. By the way, we're blowing up New York at 6 a.m. Uh, hopefully you stay safe. Deuces, my dude. Come on. That's that. You know what? I did yell a big "What the hell" when that scene happened. <laughs> I will not lie. That was like I was like I I moved. I'm like what? I grabbed my forehead. I'm like what the hell? Can we add a what's What's his name and family guy? The guy that always slides out of his window into the bathtub. Cleveland. What the oh, hell? What? Oh, what the? Can we hell? give it the? What's the biggest yeah. Cleveland moment? The biggest <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> the steamiest Cleveland. Got it. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no yeah. No. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. Today's Joe. Uh, this movie's what the hell moment is. Uh, bring it back around though. That brings Cloverfield in at a three. Three stars. That makes Cloverfield an above-average movie in our books. Very passable. <laughs> Very passable. Uh, for our pre-glaze, I gave it a three, and Rick and Keith, you both gave it a four. That is unfortunate. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. A little. So let's pre-glaze for the next movie. As for the franchise for the next movie, we're we doing here. It's Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> I'm going to come out right. of four again because one, John Goodman. I mean, come on. And just like 
cool suspense trapped in a basement creepy guy it'll be fun so i'm gonna go four keith bartholomew <laughs> yeah that john goodman I, I i've seen this i'm trying to have you now i'm glad yeah. you did since you know you picked this franchise yeah and um john goodman does put on an acting clinic so i'm gonna do 375 i'm gonna underestimate a little bit i'm in my heart it's four but you're out loud oh. 3.75 <laughs> okay you know what they say keith under promise over perform that's what you always got to do absolutely i will pre-glaze this uh one even i know it's john goodman I'm gonna I'm gonna go with two point five. Oof! How yeah, dare that, well, you disrespect John Goodman? Hey, I can leave uh, Dan Connor and Mr. Fred Flintstone, and you know I can. And has this doesn't have the other lady in it that's kind of famous now? Uh, the wife of Ewan McGregor. Yes. Yeah. I can't uh... remember her name. I just said that out loud for no reason. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks, Keith. Mary Elizabeth uh, Winston. Yes. Bradley yeah. Cooper's in this fucking movie. Huh. We'll see. I don't remember that. We'll see. So coming here next week on Fake Movie Experts, we'll be doing 2016's Ten Cloverfield Lane. Again, produced by J.J. Abrams. We're not going to do the rest of our normal spiel. Guess What's not. That? What's that? You're all like, no, it's entertainment. Listen to our podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was going to get to that. I was just oh, saying. I, th- what, I thought you were just like, that was like, no, you just ended no, it right there. This movie pissed me off. <laughs> Wrap it up. No, Don't listen it, to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I may be uh, protesting out a certain location. We might need just to start because. Like, finding out before we do the podcast whether or not Joe likes the movie. Because when Joe <laughs> dislikes the movie, he kind of derails all the conversation. Which sucks well, he has I'm sorry. Power. I can't do that. That's not my job. Yeah, we can't but do that. You you're the but host, you asshole. Get... You're supposed to keep us on the rails. But when you guys derail the thing, I, yeah, that's our I'm job. the good guy. That's Keith and mine's job is to derail everything. Yeah, I'm supposed to talk about, like, feet yeah. and stuff. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> like, a loose cannon. I'm a loose cannon. You didn't, you so didn't plug your OnlyFans for your feet at all today. He hasn't no. plugged in, and he hasn't plugged in like three months. All right, so that's but, that just means yeah, one thing. He's put up some weird. I'm trying to do a viral. Few I'm trying to do a viral marketing ad campaign, and it's not helping. But the Wait, isn't there? Market- a, okay, hold on. Here's a good joke for feet. The, um, well, the Last of Us. You know, they got fungus. Yeah, That's funny feet. Feet have fungus. Good so God! Have, but you know you can do a viral marketing for nosoentertainment.com. Nosoentertainment.com. No, this, where you can... check out the famous HBO show, The Last of Us. <laughs> you know, don't go to nosoentertainment.com. <laughs> don't do any viral marketing, Keith, because you're really good at not doing anything. But you can follow us on the social medias at nosoentertainment and nosoent at Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keith, you get back in the goddamn basement with John Goodman right fucking now.